Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, got a big day today, don't we? We do. It's that time of year again. It's, uh, it's survey time, and we have a couple of uh, big-time guests with us today who are uh, part of the, the EPIC um, Employee Survey Committee. And uh, you know, I want to introduce Lisa Marquette. from. Uh, she's a medical social worker, and uh, Brittany War, who is a, uh, parole, op- a parole agent in Lansing Parole. So, um, Lisa and Brittany, why don't you give us a little bio of you know, where you've been throughout the department and what you're doing now? Sure. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm Lisa Marquette, and I'm a social worker at the Gus Harrison Correctional Facility in Adrian, and that's the only place I've worked at with the department. I've been there for about 10 years, started out in mental health, and now work in the healthcare part of it. And I really enjoy being involved in the extra activities that the DOC does, like the Employee Club and the EPIC Committee, which I'm serving on right now, along with Brittany and a few other colleagues and the epic committee what we did is divided up into subcommittees and we are on the survey portion of it and we have uh, developed some flyers we've developed some promotional kind of things uh, videos and and ads if you will to promote the survey and really encourage our fellow uh, co-workers to take the survey i'm Brittany ward um I am at Lansing Parole. I started with the department about four years ago in Clinton County as a parole and probation agent. Um, left the department for a short time, came back, um, and recently transferred to Lansing Parole. Like Lisa said, we're involved in the EPIC team together. We're on the survey subcommittee. I'm also involved in a lot of work with our intern program, and I do a lot of speaking at local colleges um, and work with professors in the area um, and do a lot of recruitment events as well. Awesome. Well. I don't know if I want to say congratulations or how you guys got chosen to be on the podcast, but uh, lucky to have you guys on. You guys, Thank uh, you. I'm excited to talk about the survey. I know this is, what is this, Chris, our, our fifth survey now? I believe so. Fifth. Yeah. We should know, right? I mean, we should. You've taken all of them, right? I have to. Well, I, I assume. I'm excited to talk about the survey. This is probably going to be the last survey, uh, you know, of, of Governor um, Snyder's administration. So, um, you know, I, I know, you know, we, get, we, get, we hit some high percentages of numbers of uh, staff that take the survey last time. Um, so let's get into some of the stats and kind of talk about the survey this time. Uh, when is it, first of all? Can we talk about that? When's the survey taking place? It is taking place September 10th through October 1st. Okay, so coming up quick. So this this uh, podcast uh, started yesterday then. Um, that's So make sure that uh, if you haven't taken it, I'm sure you get all the emails. And uh, I assume you, even after you take the survey, you'll still get the emails? Is that is that how this works? Because it's anonymous? Yes, you still take the emails because the outside or, uh, party that's um, tabulating the results won't know you took it, so you'll keep getting reminders. Okay, so even if you're taking it, you may still get, uh, you still will get the emails. You can just go ahead and delete those. Right, just go ahead and delete that, and okay. knowing that you already took it, and you're good. Good. So who can take the survey? Let's start there. Any state of Michigan employee can take the survey, including student assistants. The only people that cannot take the survey are the contractual employees. Okay. That's that's good to know. So last we, we I kind of talked about you know that we have a very very large percentage of people in the department who take the survey. I think last year it was seventy. What was it last year? Seventy two percent. Seventy two percent of our people yes. took the survey last year. That's that's right. an awesome number uh, to hit. 
So I'm guessing this year we probably have to do more, right? Yes, our goal this year is to get 76% of employees to take the survey. Okay, that's a very large uh, percentage of people, uh, which is good. It's a good goal to hit. Um, so what are we going to do for, obviously, if you work in FOA, it's fairly simple to take a survey. You just sit at your computer, get an email, yes. click on the link, and take the survey. Correct. What if I'm a corrections officer out there um, who doesn't necessarily have a computer every day to, to sit down at? What, what, what are we going to do for those people? That's a very good question. Your supervisor, if you're a corrections officer and not next to a computer, you know, all day long, like right. some other employees might be, your supervisor should give you time to take the survey, adequate amount of time. So that shouldn't be a problem at all. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know that, you know, we're going to, we're going to help our CEOs out uh, who are inside facilities uh, to, to give them some relief to, uh, to take the survey. Cause it's, it, it is important. We want to know, you know, where's, where everybody's at right now, what, what they think we need to do to change, to get better, you know, and some of the things that we're doing that they may like. So I know this, our survey, everybody knows these buzzwords, captives, champions. You know, where were we at last year? Did, did we move in a positive directions? Um, first of all, can you explain, I guess, what a captive or, you know, a captive is the lesser end of the survey. Champions are, it's where you want people to move to. Can you explain that dynamic? Sure. I'd be happy to do that. Just a, a refresher what those terms meant, as you mentioned. To be a champion at the MDOC means that you're engaged at a high level and that you have a high likelihood of staying with the department and to be a tenant, you are engaged at a high level, but you have a lower likelihood of staying with the department. And then to be disconnected, you're a low level engagement and probably a low level, a low likelihood of staying. And then what we call a captive is someone that is not engaged or at a low level of engagement, and um, but they have a high likelihood of staying for whatever reason. Okay, so we, we don't we don't want captives, right? No, we don't okay. want anyone to feel like they're a captive. Okay, so Chris, Chris, we need to move you this year <laughs> captive to a to disconnected. Is that what was that what the term? Disconnected means you're okay. you're engaged at a low level and, and a low likelihood of staying. Come on, Chris, we got to get you. We got to get you going in the right direction this year. <laughs> that, that might require a new co-host. <laughs> well, well done. Um, so where we so you know this is our fifth one. Have we have we moved the needle from our staff from captives to uh, you know going moving towards champions? Yes, we have. I have stats that show in 2015, for example, our champions were 31 percent. In 2017, we went up to 38 percent. So that increased. That's good. a good thing. The tenants, which is a high level engagement but low likelihood of staying, that it, that increased slightly by one percent, and then. The, those that were disconnected went down 2% um, from 2015 to 2017. And also, good news, those that are feeling captive also decreased by about 6% from 2015 to 2017. So we're going up probably where we need to and look down where we want to. Well, that's good. I think that's... And I think that speaks volumes, too, because more people are taking it now than, than they have been each year. That keeps going up, and our numbers keep going up. So I think that's... I think that's really effective that we're, it seems like we're going in the right direction and people are feeling more engaged and, and being part of, feeling more part of the department. So, you know, we talked about the who and the what and the when. Uh, what about the why? So why should I take this survey? Um, the biggest reason to take this survey, this is our chance for our voices to be heard in the department. Whether you are extremely happy with your job or there's things that you think could be improved on, um, this is our chance to really voice our opinion, um, to share our ideas and for it to be anonymous. Um, this way we can provide information to our leaders, to um, upper management to show what's going well and what could be improved on um, and really let our voices be heard. 
are there any uh, sort of tangible things that you could point to that have taken place as a result of, of past surveys, uh, things that we do now or that we stopped doing because we, we saw feedback or we saw some trends in, in the data? Well, here's a hint we could say, too. You're, you're talking on a podcast, which is one thing that came from the survey. So you can use that. Right. Feel free to yes. use that. Well, here we are. This yes, is the podcast. <laughs> Good answer. Yes. Um, also, our EPIC teams um, were born out of things that needed to be looked at based on survey results. Like we mentioned in the beginning, Lisa and I are serving on this EPIC team to take a closer look at the survey and see how we can improve it, um, get more people involved and engaged. Also, we have action plans in local FOA offices and correctional facilities. Yeah, no, that's that's all that's all good stuff, Chris. Yeah, and I also know that there's not a specific podcast question on the survey, so if you actually don't like the podcast, you can't uh, indicate that in any way. That's good because they'd all be captives. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when do we expect that we'll see the results uh, of the survey? How quickly will we will we find out? We should have results around November. Really quick. So yeah, I'll be looking that, for those. A quick turnaround. So yeah. I think that'll be. I know that the governor, you know, put out a video that we all saw. I think last week uh, when he put that out uh, to encourage people to take the survey. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously for the governor and his, and his administration, they want to see, be able to kind of bookend his time, his eight years, and say from the first survey to, to now what's changed. Uh, and I know that we certainly look at that in terms of eight years, and there's lots of positive things that we can point to as a department that have changed. You know, the population going down, the recidivism rate going down. Um, those kind of things. And so I'm I'm very hopeful that I hope that these trends are going to continue, that we'll see more champions, fewer captives. um, And also the response rate is going to go up. And I know we're doing that and we're trying to encourage people. We have all kinds of ways. And you guys, as part of your EPIC committee, I think are coming up with some innovative ways to get people to encourage them to take the survey. Anything that we're doing this year, and maybe there's some gifts that we're going to be giving out? There are. If you complete the survey, go to your Warner administration, and you receive a free keychain with the MDOC on it. Oh, that's great. A couple, couple questions here just to uh, kind of wrap this up is, what if I'm taking the survey? You know, we, we all work in this, in, this, uh, in this business where things can pop off at any time, right? Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're a field agent, you could get that call where you have to run out to the field. If you're a corrections officer, you know, something could happen in the facility where you have to um, react right away. What if I'm taking the survey and one of those events happen and I have to stop the survey? Does it just end there? Can I go back to it? How, what, how does that work? Uh, no, you have the option to save the survey as you're going. So if something does happen and you can't finish at that time, you can save your progress and then return to it later. Okay, good. Because, I mean, we know, I mean, I mean, you work in the facilities, you're, you're a field agent. Um, you know, you guys are doing the job. You guys are out there every day making a difference, doing the doing this difficult job. And, it, and it's very important. And, and I'm, I'm sure that you know, you guys want to have avenues to be able to to say what you like and what you think should be changed. And you know, if we don't hear from you know staff like you, it makes no sense. Like I mean, we we can make decisions. You know, the director, deputy directors can make decisions all day sitting here. But what really needs to you know be heard is what you guys think should change and what you guys like what's going on. So we can continue to do that stuff. It's important for you for everybody to take the survey and and really you know speak their mind, tell, say what's working, what's not working. But I know everybody's time is 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 important, right? So how long will it take? Um, to do the survey? How long does it take? Uh, usually takes about 15 to 20 minutes. Of course, that's depending on how in-depth you want your answers to be. After you you know, click on your response, there's also a space for you to leave comments okay. so that you can you know, explain your answer a little bit more and what you'd like to say. And who reads the comments? Is it my, is it my direct boss? Is it who, where do these comments go to? The director. The director, okay. she reads them, yes. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard, and I, Kathy Kiefer sitting here, um, Looking at everybody, uh, you know, she's she's a big part of the, of, of the epic of the epic uh, group, and I've heard that the deputy directors and the director read every single comment. Yeah, she's, yes. she she has yes. said that's true. So make sure 
that you, uh, you know, don't, don't bypass the comment section because it may take a little more time. The deputy directors, the director, read every single comment. So let, you know, let your voice be heard and, and, and put in there what you think is working and what changes you think can be made to, to better the department. Um, you know, don't, don't skip that section. Yeah, Chris, and, don't skip that section. Great, and I would encourage people too that, that we do want honest reflections on what's going on. We don't want the people to sugarcoat it or just tell us what we think that, that we want that we want to hear. We want to hear if there's real issues going on. That's how we know what's going on and how we can change things. So I'd really encourage people to to be very honest and forthright because the, you will have a direct access to the director and the deputy directors who are going to read those comments. So uh, know that what you put down will be read by a, your deputy director and eventually the director. That's right. So Lisa and Brittany, um, anything else you guys want to talk about the survey? I, I think we've uh, covered the high points at least today. I just want to say that serving on the Epic team these last several months, I have seen firsthand the people involved at higher levels, if you will, take this serious and they really... I'll put a lot of thought into it, and they really do want to hear from us. And I would encourage everyone to please take it. Let your you know thoughts and your opinions be heard. It's going to be really helpful, and it's going to do good things. Yeah, um, like Lisa said, um, I've definitely seen um, upper management take this very serious. On our very first day of our EPIC committee, the director was there, and she made it um, you know very clear that this is something that's really important to her. Um, and she told us that she does read every single comment, and you know she takes that into consideration. And so this is everybody's chance to really voice their opinion. Sometimes our ideas that we tell to our supervisors or our line staff don't always make it all the way up to our director. Um, so this is our one chance to really have a direct line to her. Um, so I definitely would encourage everyone to take it, um, be honest, and um, we can see what kind of good changes will come from it. Well, that's awesome. And you guys are awesome for coming on uh, today to talk about this. I hope you guys had a little fun and, uh, you know, Speaking for everyone, you know, we can't thank you guys enough for what you do every day inside the facilities, outside in the field, because uh, you're making a difference. You know, you're making a difference uh, on committees. You're making a difference with our offenders. You're making a difference with the public. We appreciate that. So thank you guys very much for doing what you do every day for coming on field days. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. I hope you learned a little more about the survey. Uh, you know, that was a good discussion. Uh, hopefully, you know, people who haven't taken it or maybe still have taken it but have some questions. Hopefully we got all those answers for, for everyone out there. I mean, it's an important thing to do. So hopefully everyone uh, jumps on board week and, and, and until October 1st and takes the survey. Absolutely. So what's going on across the department, Chris? I know I know FOA has Deputy Director Marlon's been out in a few offices, and uh, we can talk about that. But anything else going on that you want to talk about? Well, I know that you and I have a special project that we're going to be starting kicking off uh, this week. I thought that was a secret. No. Is it a secret? I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, there's going to be some. Lucky for everyone out yeah. there. <laughs> All of you who love hearing our voices every week are now going to see our faces. 0.0% Which is 0.0% of you. <coughs> I'm sorry. Are now going to be, uh, apparently, we're going to be in a offender success uh, video that will be showing up in the training uh, section uh, next year, sounds like. So we're going to be shooting that uh, this week, going around the state, uh, going to go different facilities and talking about offender success and explaining what it is and showing off. Uh, what the facilities do, what stuff is done in the field uh, to all promote offender success. So I guess we can report on it maybe next week and and how that went or how how terrible our acting uh, was. I was just going to say, if we show up at your facility and do this, please be nice to us. Yes, please uh, be nice. Yeah, this is going to be... This could be rough, man. This could be really rough. But um, hey, in lighter news, we have have a big announcement at FOA. I'm not sure this is... I know it's been circulating a little bit, but we have a very big announcement, FOA. And that, and that is um, Assistant Deputy Director Denise Alsbury, who has 40-plus years in this Department of Corrections. 
started off as a corrections officer and, uh, you know, worked away for over 40 years to assistant deputy director in FOA. She is retiring on October 5th. So less than a month now, Denise Osbury is retiring. We need to, we need to get her on before she retires. I, I, I'm very sad to hear that. And I absolutely agree. We need to have her on and talk about her, her life and her career and, uh, and wish her well. So she's a great, great asset to this department. She'll she very well, been, very, yes. be, very yes. missed. So what, think of ways we can trick her to have a meeting and, and throw a <laughs> podcast mic in her face. But yeah, you know, ho- hopefully she has uh, an enjoyable, I know she'll travel a lot. Um, her husband's retired. So uh, hopefully she has an enjoyable long uh, retirement. She's done some great stuff this department. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned uh, that Deputy Director Marlon's been out in some offices and visiting staff. He uh, he went to Muskegon Probation a few weeks ago uh, to one of their staff meetings. And, you know, they it, it was great. They they had some, you know, they had some good comments. They had uh, some great discussion about some of the things that's um, going on throughout the department, you know, the, the, the new uh, CCW policy this should be out soon. And, the, you know, giving guns to FOA staff, uh, it was good. It was a great discussion. They got some awesome staff there. I know he I know he enjoyed it. Kathy Arnold, actually the probation sentencing specialist, showed up while we were there to talk about uh, that program. So very cool. Thank you, uh, Muskegon Probation, for, you know, for letting Deputy Director Marlin come crash your staff meeting. And then uh, a couple weeks ago, we, he went to Shiawassee County Parole and Probation and visited their staff. That was another great visit. You know, there's their staff. Uh, toured him around uh, their office, which they also have uh, their PR or their um, offender success housing uh, located at their office, like an old work release kind of building. So they got a tour of that. Uh, got to talk to staff about some of the great things going on. He got some great ideas from some staff on uh, what we could what we could do better. So again, thanks to Shiawassee County. Um, you guys did an awesome job uh, giving him a tour and, and, and chatting with him. So that's what's going on in FOA right now. Yeah, and I guess I should mention real quick, you know, I was, uh, last week, I was at uh, Gus Harrison Correctional Facility and uh, talking with some staff, some really great officers uh, about ways to keep and attract and and retain, uh, especially young officers, and keep them, not only get them to apply and get them to work with the department, but also to retain them once they're here and not have them leave after a year or two. And I know that's a big issue and a big discussion point. And Director Washington actually uh, initiated an EPIC team that's going to be focused on recruitment uh, and attraction uh, of new employees. And so, you know, I heard some really great uh, ideas and we, we shared them with a, with a committee member, the, the new uh, assistant deputy warden there at Gus Harrison is part of that committee. And so we shared some of those with him. And so I would encourage everybody across the department, if you have ideas or thoughts about how to not only attract, but also retain uh, employees, whether they're officers or nurses or FOA staff, um, you know, reach out, find out who's on that Epic team and, and share those ideas because they're going to be coming together pretty soon and starting to kick that off and, and to get going. And that's an incredibly important and critical issue for this department when we have 700 uh, officer vacancies around the state and lots of vacancies in other areas. And so it's a, it's a really big piece. And if you have ideas, please share them with folks on the committee so we can get uh, the best and the brightest uh, minds and ideas in that room together and hopefully come up with some really great uh, solutions. Yeah, you know, that, I mean, that's critically important. We, we invest a lot in some really awesome new staff. And uh, we, we got we to gotta figure out a way to, to keep them around because they're, they're doing some awesome work, some great work impacting, uh, you know, this job and the people and the offenders uh, that we supervise. So, you know, if they, if they don't know who is on the committee, maybe they could, maybe they could just email ask MDOC at Michigan.gov, but we could, we could figure out. Yeah, we can get to, to get to that. Group. Or they can reach out to Epic and, and they'll sure. be able to tell them who's on, who's on that committee list. And so I guess where we go, one more thing we want to mention, uh, that's both CFA and FOA and I suppose BOA. Um, and that's the pistol shoot. So we, you know, we've had, uh, competitive teams all across the state, uh, try out to, to make it to the sort of the A team, uh, for, uh, uh, for the, uh, 
the the shoot, and that's going to take place on the 13th on Thursday in Jackson. This is the uh, the the state police uh, pistol shoot, and if you remember from last year when we had on some of the, the folks from that team, uh, we came in second place, which was the best finish we've ever had, and so MSP won it again, and so our sights are set uh, on first place this year, and our hope is that maybe. Uh, in a week or two, we might be able to have on uh, folks from the MDOC's uh, shoot team that took first place. So that that's our hope. But if not, well, I think we'd still like to hear from some of the folks that, that were took part in that because it's a really great new thing that we're doing. They look so professional. They've got, you know, shirts and, and, and they're all together as one team now. It's a really, really cool thing. People take a lot of pride in it and very exciting. Yeah, and they are some sharp shooters, man. Yeah, I, I, see, I see what you did right there by our sites are set. That was a great dad joke, by the way. Um, one more thing before we leave, though, is Special Olympics. You know, it's Department of Corrections is huge on Special Olympics. We've had people on the podcast like Deputy Director Marlin, other staff in the past who have done polar plunges, who have, you know, who have ran miles and miles and miles for the law enforcement torch run. You know, so that our fundraising is enormous in the Department of Corrections. We fundraise so much for Special Olympics and um, it's super important and, and people take it, you know, it's so seriously because it's, it's such a good, yeah, it's such a good just event for, uh, for lots and lots and lots of great people. Uh, so I know Daryl Stinson over at SAI, he just emailed me and, and they have uh, a Special Olympics um, page that uh, they're trying to raise some money for. So, you know, if you want to, if you want to donate to Special Olympics and the law enforcement torch run, uh, there's lots of, lots of ways to do it. If you want to donate to SAI or, or Cooper Street, they have they have a page set up. You can email Daryl and you know find out how to do that. And I'm sure that across the department, there's a million ways in a million areas that are that are involved in the fundraising. So um, if you want to do that, it's a it's a great way to, to to give back. So I think that's about it, Chris. What do you think? I think that's a wrap. Okay. Until next week, we appreciate you tuning in. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.